Justin, I'm back. <gasps> I'm back from vacation. Vacation! Yes, I was on vacation for four glorious days where I didn't have to think about video games. But, but you did. <laughs> if you follow us on Twitter, at HitboxPod, always be plugging, um, you will know that, oh, I ran into some video games, and, like, whether I wanted to or not. In, did you know that in California, there's just giant buildings that have the guy from Battlefield on them? <laughs> hey, I, I mean, I hear that game's going to be great, too. Like, nothing wrong with it. Everyone's just super jazzed about it. So I was... Um, I was with my father and we were driving and I was like, oh, and I took a picture of it. And he's like, what is that? And I was like, it's a video game. But the funny thing is, like, this is like a, you know, 11 story ad for this video game. And it's going to be probably not very good. <laughs> yeah. Like everyone's saying it's going to be like average at best. So yeah. wait, what building was this? Like just no was it an apartment complex which just like. <laughs> I unfortunately, I do not know the layout of the land well enough, but immediately next to it was a significantly smaller but still large i'm talking so the other one was probably 11 stories this one's probably four to five stories uh guardians of the galaxy uh ad for the game sorry uh which was also funny and then i'll say this there was a back for blood ad i saw that was that was just a regular billboard <laughs> i don't know <laughs> turtle rock studios got to get on board with the building sized battlefield guy uh, advertisements but um Oh, and so I was at Universal Studios, Ooh. and um, I knew that they have this in Japan, but apparently it's opening up in the U.S. ones as well. They're doing the uh, Mario World. Oh, it is section. opening up. Well, I guess I gotta find a different way to to try to go to Japan. Then I was gonna use that as like we got. It's the only place in the whole world that you can be Mario. Yeah, but Japan's opening up a Donkey Kong one now. Ooh, yeah, yeah. That's special. I also like. I we should we go to Japan and expense it? Yeah. <laughs> from, oh, the, Peter. from the hitbox. <laughs> Peter, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta talk about our finances <laughs> for a second. <laughs> you can explain that to me uh, off air, but yeah, I'm back. And here's a spoiler, and we'll get into this when we talk about the games that we've been playing. I haven't been playing much because I was <laughs> not <laughs> around, <laughs> but um, you know. Justin, I still have things to say about video games. Like, I didn't leave and lose all my video game prowess, all yeah. my thoughts about right. the medium. You know yep. what I mean? Oh, the medium's a great game. Uh, not what I meant. Top but, game uh, of the year. Top 10. Justin, sometimes you say things, and I know that you know that, like, it's going to bother me. And I'm yeah. just trying to let it, I'm just trying to let it slide off of my Got back. It. Cool. You know what I'm cool. saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Hitbox. What's in the fucking box? everyone welcome back to hitbox episode number 64 my name is peter hunt spitek uh, returning from the island that is california uh with me <laughs> this week and as always is my good friend justin makovich justin how are you pretty how good have you been pretty good speaking of uh california being an island one of my friends did a persuasive speech about how california needs to secede from the continent um oh and his solution was to take uh 
shovels and start hitting the San Andreas fault with the shovels <laughs> until it activated. So, yeah, you know, okay. it very well could be an island if we take that tactic. Sure. And if that happens and we get a sequel to that rock movie that no one saw. <laughs> hey, I mean, uh, I would not see it again. You know what I mean? <laughs> Me too. So, real, so he made that movie and then he made the uh, Rampage movie. Remember Rampage? I do. Yeah. I can't believe they that that must be the best video game movie of all time, right? Um, Justin, it's weird that you say that because we're going to talk about a video game movie today <gasps> uh, in just a little bit. But uh, actually, two, weirdly enough. Um <laughs> And is it Mario? Is it Chris Pratt? Are <laughs> no, we going back to that? Can we? Can we? Can no, we I will say that this happen? though. Uh, this is not in our news section. But you see, uh, Charles Martinet said, "Like I want to voice Mario until I die," and, and like, <laughs> I, like that is that is very hey. That is a dedication to one's craft that I can get behind. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I wish but, I had something I could do until I die. Uh, let me be honest. If I teach yeah. until the day I die. Um, that's going to be a low quality education for a lot of those students. Sure. Sure. I have to imagine that at a certain point it just goes downhill or maybe it goes uphill. I mean, like you look at, well, I was going to say in, what was the movie dead poet society? Yeah. Is well, he, is he really uh, old in that movie? And he like instills, no, I'm thinking of Tuesdays with Maury. <laughs> <laughs> those are different enough, right? <laughs> Those are di- like, but like you see the similarities, right? Or am I totally wrong? I don't think I've actually ever seen Dead Poets Society. <laughs> hey, Dead Poets Society, pretty good, uh, but uh, yeah, not about an old man. <laughs> okay, well, that's um, my bad. But hey, we're gonna we're gonna be talking about all sorts of things today, including our Metacritic roundup of Guardians of the Galaxy, the video game, uh, the aforementioned video game. Excuse me. Uh, we're also going to be taking a look at the Halo campaign that was shown off earlier today, um, as well as taking a look at the GTA Remake Remastered Definitive Edition Trilogy. Um, I think that's the name for it. <laughs> uh, I mean, you, you probably missed a couple of uh, qualifiers on it, but it's close I'm enough. sure. A few thus. There were like, there's like three <laughs> thus in there. Uh, irrelevant. Uh, and then uh, we're going to round out our conversation today by talking about scary games versus Halloween games and um, really just getting in the mood of the season. But before we all get to that, Justin, I do want to talk to you about the games that you've been playing. Update me. I feel like we haven't talked in, gee, what was it, four days? Even, that, <laughs> even like then, it. we texted a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we, we did. We did. Uh, I'd have to say, this is episode 64. Am I correct? That is correct. What an appropriate day to be recording episode 64, because today, my friend, Nintendo 64 games are playable on... Uh the switch Uh, yes they are except they're not because i went home very excited to try these out today and i I go to log in it says the server is undergoing maintenance we apologize so currently that's my that's the option i have um on my switch to play the 64 game so i'm gonna have to put my uh my uh plan of uh uh ocarina of time on hold for just another little uh, little bit um but of course uh if you didn't already know Animal Crossing aside, I'm going to totally purchase the expansion pack for my Switch Online. Yeah, no, I think I'm probably going to just do it for the Animal Crossing thing and then just have that be an added bonus. And as we said last week, and apparently this was a hot take, apparently uh, people don't agree (laughs) Um, that like it seems like if they're setting up that hey they're going to do animal crossing there also might be other things in the future and but hey if they don't uh then even I, if they don't i think it's still a pretty good deal yeah, yeah I'll, 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 I'll finally be able to play sonic and, and understand that i don't like that game 
Sure. Is is Ocarina of Time? Is that what you're going to start with with that one? Probably. I actually might the just knowing because I want to like sit down and do that. That might actually be my uh, like uh, Christmas break game to play. Sure. Sure. Um, but uh, probably boot up Mario Kart 64 first um, yeah. and just you know get get that back in there. See if uh, if you're playing multiplayer because uh, on N64 Mario Kart 64, I think it was the second player always was like slow for whatever reason. Like it just hmm. lagged a little bit. So I wonder if that's still the case. I think it's second player, second or third player. I forget. I, I have so no long. way of knowing, but I will say this, that I think that the prospect of playing Ocarina of Time again sounds pretty good, but hey, who's got the time? Um, I did play, I played one game uh, while I've been gone and it was Ocarina Disco Elysium. Oh, wait. oh no, Disco Elysium. Quite. Tell me about it. Uh, I can't say much because I, I, okay, so I bought it. So originally, I said this, I think, last week or the week before, I bought Metroid Dread to play on vacation, and then I really liked it and beat it before vacation. Yeah. Um, and then so I downloaded Disco Elysium, and I was like, oh, this will be this will be good this for be a plane real easy, ride. Easy plane game. It's quite dense, and yeah. in a way that like I really like, but not... I don't know when I get when I'm flying like I don't I'm not like one to get motion sick but like I just can't focus I just can't like dial it in yeah to like read a game I get snoozy yeah um, eyes and, get and heavy with the final cut it, uh, most of the dialogue most of the written text has a spoken word with it yeah so it's like pretty like you don't have to read it it'll it'll read it to you but it is like there's a lot going on and it sort of just starts and opens up and says I don't know you figure it out uh, which I like because. Like it just gives you a lot of agency and isn't just constant, you know, objective markers and whatever, and just like says follow these leads, figure it out, yeah, which is cool. But uh, so when I do you find out it's actually it. your sister? Is that what it is? No, you, I was making okay. a, a reference I was to like, another. Dude, I, I just spoiled another game we talked about at one point this year. <laughs> ah, yes, yes, yes. Um, spoilers for twelve minutes. Whoop! Don't play it. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't matter. Uh, so, what, what else have you been playing, Justin? Um, well, I actually have a question about it. So I was nervous yeah. about the text size stuff, and I know you said you, it's voice acted, but like, how is the 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 playing it on Switch, um, in terms of like the size and like the user experience? Um, well, let me say this: it runs quite bad, but that's <laughs> it's on Switch. I mean, like, and, and the the issues with like the the it running, I really only noticed with like loading times because they mm-hmm. were quite long, like to the point where it's like. What's going on back there? <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you good switch? You need me to pour some water on you or something? It's like it's a huffing along. Yeah, it's like your uh, old Mac. <laughs> yeah, precisely. But um, I don't know. I, I think that the switch's screen, and again, I'm playing on the base switch model, not the OLED. Like, I think it's pretty legible. I don't think that it's a huge problem in terms of text size. Uh, I, I would be curious, but playing it on a TV, um, especially because I know that like. Certain games are like, you should play this on a monitor. Otherwise, the text size is just way too microscopically small. So I don't really, I can't really speak to that uh, in terms of it being docked on a TV. But I think in handheld mode, it's pretty good. And I know that you, you know, with the OLED switch, like, I don't think it's going to be a problem for you. Got it. Got it. Um, I'm I'm, I'm excited. It's still on my list, but there are a lot of other things on my list. So I'll say this. I don't know how much I'm going to play this in the next two months. (laughs) Okay. Just because of everything else that's coming out, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like it. I, it's the kind of game that I would, I want to play and want to get into. But I mean, there's just in the next few weeks here, quite a bit. But yeah. So speaking of that, um, so I've just been continuing to play Death Loop. Um, I uh, got okay. So I think last last we talked about Death Loop, I was mm-hmm. a little concerned about um, the quest system. 
uh, about yeah. it, how it was just a little bit like hard to read it. Um, but I think I've gotten over that. And now I'm about 14 hours into it. So pretty okay. far along. Um, and I got to say, at this point, it feels like all the tasks I have to do are very just checklisty. Like, go here, do this at this time, do that, then you'll get what you need. Sure. Um, and I've like explored all the areas at this point. So a lot of them is just like trying to like finish, like go back and like clean stuff up or like do this with the fireworks or whatever it is. And it's just a little bit like, I know what I have to do and I'm not excited to do it because I've done it all already. If that makes sense. Um, but I, I think the game was really singing for me. Um, not only in the first two hours when it was a little guided for me, but then it like, once you get past that initial thing and you start to get a loadout you like, that's when that game was at its best in like Mm -hmm. the eight to 10 hour mark. And now it's just a little bit like, all right, I see the end, the tunnel's there. It might take me another four to five hours to get there, but, um, Still, I think it's a great game, and this game will be awesome. If you haven't bought it yet, this will be awesome in a year when it comes to Game Pass. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Do you have the Heritage Gun? Uh, what is that? It's one of the, okay, so it's one of the, like, there's, like, four legendary weapons. Okay. There's, like, the two pistols that turn into a rifle. Got that one. There's the big sniper rifle with the big scope on Got it. Got that one. That was a fun little quest to get, how it was, like, yeah. in the present, and then you had to, like, get all the snipers, but... Um, and then there is, oh, there's the gun from one of the visionaries that can be shot while it's being reloaded. Yeah, I got that one. Uh, and then there's the heritage gun, which you have to do one of the, the visionaries. Um, he's got like a bunch of games that he's yeah, like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I didn't get it yet. I did it once and he was just like, he suck. And then he didn't give it to me. Uh, so that's the best gun in the whole game. It is a rifle that it's like the unscoped rifles but it can also change into a shotgun and it's like it's long range and close range. And it's so awesome. And I was mad that I found it after I had beaten the game and was just like going through my platinum stuff um, because it was like, Oh, I would have been using this the whole time. Yeah. My, my favorite weapons are the, the, the rifles to be the no scoped rifles. Like it's like one of my favorite things and and I have the quick reload on them and then the, the hip fire. So they're, you know, practically like uh, a shotgun to me anyway yeah but you just say that like the the dual mode thing oh i, I feel like i might have to might have that's to beat a fun those quest challenges. line too yeah it's yeah. it's a fun interesting thing that'll make you see some stuff that if you are getting a little tired of those maps which i definitely felt when i played through it um it makes you explore them in kind of an interesting way and, and it's a little obtuse but there's like guides and stuff so it's cool yeah yeah um so yeah i've been playing uh i, I played a little bit of that and i'll probably hopefully finish it with the next week or two yeah. Um, uh, also another big thing came out, uh, this week, uh, Sora has yeah. joined the party in smash. Yes, um, it is complete. It is. I saw Sakurai, po- uh, Sakurai posted a, um, like framed picture of yeah. all this, like the smash characters. And I was like, mm-hmm. listen, I don't need that many things to hang up in my house. We got plenty of like walls filled with stuff, but I want that. <laughs> Justin, I'm looking at you, and, and obviously the listener can't see this. I see a perfect place for it right above that little. Is that a futon couch right yeah, there? Yeah, it's a futon couch. There's the map from The Hobbit. I got like yeah, a punching yeah, bag, yeah. some of my amiibos, a lot of Furbies because I'm a freak like that. Um, and then right there, you can put the. the I'm the just smash. saying, like, throw it right up there. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, is he um, good? Do you play him? Yeah. Sora, so I mean? uh, my, my critique. Okay. It, 
fun, like a fun character. Uh, I think uh, I like him a lot. I don't think I will be using Sora a lot because of how light he is. That was one of the things that I was nervous about when I was uh, watching the direct um, or not or smash, whatever they call it. Because they were showing how he's like the lightest character, and he can be very floaty. Like once he gets in the air, it's like game over, basically. Um, because like the, you can just be batted around like anything. But sure. on the ground, there's a lot of cool mix-ups that he has, and like uh, the the uh, he does a lot of damage for someone who is as light as he is. Um, his special attacks are the neutral B is, um, or I'll call it smash because whatever, but the neutral smash mm-hmm. is like it goes between Fireaga, Iceaga, Blizzaga, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Fundaga, or whatever, um, and like the fire one is like a projectile fireball, the ice one frees the people in front of you, freezes the people in front of you, and the uh, electric one like does a like lightning bolt that like goes out pretty far and, and kind of up. Um, it's pretty cool. The hard thing is just like having the right one saved up because they like yeah. you use one, the next one cycles, you that when the next one cycles and so on um his up special is like a like a fluttering um jump thing that kind of like grabs the people up with him uh the uh forward uh smash is like a homing missile kind of thing that does three little uh like three little dashes but if it's near someone it like tracks them and it like follows them like up and like goes around and then the bottom the down smash is um up unfair uh, counter that can basically counter anything <laughs> like okay. any, any physical attack not like a projectile so yeah. like if you get a banjo coming at you i'm gonna say some smash stuff that you probably don't get but um if you have a banjo coming at you with like a full like charge attack you can just completely like reverse that and knock him off if he has like 30 40 percent health um so like it's pretty pretty strong and he like he's a pretty strong character and he's pretty cool but he controls very floaty uh he's like a mewtwo ish feeling character sure yeah um so know that but i think it's a fun character to end with uh his single player story was kind of cool because you know how they have those like story modes that have like themed kind of battles with everyone every character you face is a dark version of a character so it's like you're fighting heartless but it's like the dark link the dark uh like it's pretty cool how they like are clever with that kind of stuff um so uh overall i i am never upset to get back into smash but now I'm upset that I won't have a reason to get back into Smash to play and yeah. mess around with a new character. But um, yeah, overall he's pretty good. Still, still uh, not top tier of the DLC characters, um, in my humble opinion. I still think Sephiroth is is a pretty top tier one. But I'm not like a competitive player uh, or anything like that, so I couldn't tell you uh, who's actually a viable one. Uh, but I do, in fact, think uh, he he will not be one I'm upset if I get randomly in a match. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, well, happy for you and all of the Kingdom Hearts fans out there who want this. Everyone I said that in a way this. that made yeah, it sound it was like, like it. it was like you made me sound like a Kingdom Hearts fan. <laughs> Take those words out of your mouth. No, right no, no, now. no. I would never imply such a thing. Um, Justin, I watched Free Guy. Oh, that's a video game. It's a it's a video game movie. Uh, and? and when I say I watched Free Guy, I mean I literally just watched Free Guy, and then we just started a podcast. Oh, okay. And uh, so let me just say that the context is my mother has been cycling through a bunch of Ryan Reynolds movies, and she's like, "Have you heard of this uh, thing?" Is there like a reason? She's a librarian, and they come across the desk, and she's like, "Oh, I love to." She saw um, someone checked out the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Are you familiar? Yeah, I am. I just like the the fact that like I didn't know that was a thing at libraries for like Ryan Reynolds movies to be like in in circulation. Oh, I just mean like 
we're all at that point sort of in our lives where we're just looking for anything, right? You know? <laughs> but she's like, yeah, I like Ryan Reynolds. I've not seen a lot of his flicks, though. I'm like, what's he got? Um, so we, she's like, have you heard about this? And I was like, yes, yes, I've heard about this. Um, and I had not seen it, and I was sort of like never going to watch it. Not never going to watch it, but just like... I, Actively against it. This just seems like a movie that's trying to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. If, you, if you're not familiar, it's about uh, like a character in like an MMO who's like an NPC and then he like gets sentience. <laughs> it's it's kind of like Kafka-esque <laughs> if you really start thinking about like what it actually means. Um, let me say, that's a fun movie. And like, there is some cringy ass shit in there. But hey, most fun things have a little bit of cringy stuff in them. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. Uh, it was fun. I was like, oh, that's from Halo. Like, like you know, just in the background, I'm like, oh, there's a Halo thing. Or, oh, that's from Fortnite, Mom. It's like a, it's like a game. I, uh, I just like <laughs> your mom, you explaining the references to your mom the whole time. And I, and I had to be like, yeah, so all those people we just saw, those were all like the most popular streamers ever. Because uh, like Ninja and like Pokimane and like uh, Jacksepticeye and like all mm. these people have like cameos where they're like watching the game and they're like mm. no or like whatever i'd be really good in a movie uh, <laughs> and um but i was like yeah those were all just like really famous people but it's okay you don't need to know but um <laughs> well you said really famous people um ninja's like really famous right yeah i mean he's like mainstream enough um yeah, I would say maybe the rest are not like like they're like really famous in streaming and like video games. And yeah, stuff. yeah, 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 yeah. Not to diminish sure them because that. they're way more successful than me. It's just like oh yeah, I think they they're in their corner of the world. But sure. I think Ninja's corner has taken him to uh, was it uh, the Mass Singer? Oh yeah. So you know, yes. what, what if your mom was, was like, oh, you mean Singer. Ninja from the Mass Singer? I remember this guy. Oh, here's the thing. That's like. What you're saying is like not even that far out of the realm of possibility <laughs> for my life. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, he was on the Mass Singer with Kermit the Frog or whatever. Do you see that? I'm sorry, I don't mean to derail our podcast. Have you seen this? Uh, yeah, he was one of the 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 dancers. He, he or was the one singers, of the, singers. Yeah, right? he was one of the masked singers. And like the goal of the game is to guess who the celebrity is yeah. singing. And there's just no reality in which someone would ever guess Kermit the Frog because while he is a famous character, he's not like. Oh, hey, hold, Kermit the Frog here. I can imagine, like, just, like... The reaction is everyone gets, like, unhinged. It's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> this is where the show could go. No <laughs> yeah, limits. Anyway. Uh, anything else you've been playing? Sorry, I didn't mean to talk about Masked Singer there. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, you know, this is the real game. We're talking about the the reality TV game. But, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So I um, recently purchased um, a uh, iPhone 13 Pro. Oh, okay. Not the Max because I have pockets that are normal human size and sure, I can't not fit them in to my pockets. Carry a tablet around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and with it came uh, a three-month free trial of Apple Arcade. Um, so I was like, nah, pff, man, I got a backbone. I'm ready yeah. for this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use it. Hey, so sorry we're back. I just had a coughing attack based on me inhaling water. Oh, you know, I just waterboarded myself. Sorry. <laughs> Apple Arcade, three months. Um, so anyway, I uh, decided to start playing on my backbone. But did you know that the Apple uh, iPhone 13 Pro cannot fit in your backbone? Oh, Justin, I didn't know that. 
That's I, unfortunate. I thought, now I thought, I heard a rumor that this was the case, and I thought it was only for the big one. Like, it was just too big to, like, slide out and fit. But no, yeah. it turns out that um, if you have this phone, like, you have the three-eye camera thing that juts mm-hmm. out so far that when you put it in the backbone, it doesn't lock in. Like, it just hangs out too far, so it just kind of, like, hangs there um. like that. So it's still functional, sort of. Um, but fear not, backbone players. Um, because uh, the Backbone Company, I'm going to say Backbone 15 more times in this, the, the good Go people ahead. over at Backbone just actually have a backbone and decided to stand up for the consumer. So they have a Heck free yeah, uh, 3D printed attachment dongle that you can put on your backbone in order to make it fit so it doesn't slide off. That's so, awesome. Yeah, and it was really easy. Like when, Once I put in the backbone, 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 once I put in the backbone, and I uh, like went to the, the the menu or the app for it. They actually really easily allowed you to sign up for it. I had to pay for shipping, which was like six bucks for it. But sure. overall, I mean, fine, whatever. But it just kind of sucks that this company that's really like centered around iPhones and like using them for their product cannot use the newest iPhone. Yeah. Um, which, you know, oh, oh well, I it's taken care of. It's cool like that it. they got ahead of that. It seems like pretty quick. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm you sure know? they're they're like, oh, we're so this is doing so well, and they see the new design, and they're like, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> um, but anyway, so uh, Apple Arcade, they have a lot of cool little games on there. Um, one of the games that I'm actually interested in playing was uh, the Monster Hunter Stories One. They had that original oh, yeah. one on there, and I was actually looking to buy it. I was like, I can try that game out, even though I don't feel like playing a 70 hour uh, RPG on my phone. But one game that I tried out on it uh, that I was shocked was on the iPhone was The Pathless. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, man. Uh, and, um, I mean, that's a game that I was, like, looking at, at playing anyway. Um, and uh, the fact that I can just try it out on my phone. Now, I've, I've done graphics comparisons, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it out there right now. It don't look as pretty as it does um, on the consoles. It's a little bit imagine. like lower res. I mean, for what it is, though, it's still pretty nice uh, to, to just have it on your phone, and it runs well. Like, if they just yeah. kind of, like, like dumb down the graphics just a little bit so you could play it, hey, I'm okay with that. It works. Um, the game itself, uh, I'm only about an hour in, so I'm not super far. Uh, it starts off pretty bad in my humble opinion, because they kind of throw you on this, like you wake up on a shore and you have very limited, you can sprint and shoot. And like the, you, it, the tutorial area is very like, go here and do this without it being super guided. And it's a, it's a little bit vague, but, but Justin, that's, it's in the name of the game it's pat yeah you're right yeah yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, I, go on. I, I, yeah um so, but so it, it was a little pathless but yeah um once you start getting like the jumps and the glide and that kind of stuff i think that's when the movement really starts opening up so if you're playing it just stick with it it eventually feels really good to play not quite as good as spider-man swinging your ropes I'm, your web is not ropes but uh it still sure. has that kind of vibe to it that when you're really vibing on the the traversal it feels good but i was surprised at how a lot of the areas are a little bit more like platform puzzly and they require you to move pretty fast as you're doing it so i guess the best comparison i can make to it it's like playing sonic like when you're playing a 2d sonic game and you're like you're going with it it feels great but then when you start slowing down because you like hit something and you got to speed back up again it's a little like not great um but hey it's something I can play on my phone. 
Uh, they have touch controls and backbone support. Don't don't recommend the touch controls for the Pathless, yep. by the way. Uh, like, your fingers just can't do it. Um, but uh, on the backbone, it's great. Uh, and I, I think uh, Apple Arcade allows uh, Bluetooth stuff. So even if you don't have uh, a backbone, you can just hook up a Bluetooth controller and play it. Sure. But, um, hey, it's kind of cool. So uh, anyway, iPhone 13 Pro Max, whatever it is, I like it. Um, and it actually runs a game like the Pathless, which is think of that like 10 years ago being like you can yeah. play a pretty darn recent console game on your phone and it, you're not really sacrificing much. That blows here's my mind. Here's what's back too. I was like thinking, so uh, I, I reviewed the Pathless when it came out. Um, I think it's, it was one of my best games of the year, if I'm remembering correctly. And uh, I, I remember seeing like, oh, it's coming out on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5 and uh, on iOS and you know phones and i was like oh i wonder what version of the game that's gonna be yeah <laughs> and like i forgot that we live in you know 2020 it was 2020 then uh where like oh it's just the same version <laughs> like yeah, like yeah. phones can do that um yeah that's a that's a quality game yeah it's, it's again insane that you can play it on your phone um and apple arcade looks like it has some pretty cool games on it i don't know if that's necessarily the market i am in but it's what how, how much is apple arcade a month it's not that much i don't um, know but I, i'm gonna like lean on you for some recommendations because I similarly recently bought a new phone. Um, do you know the people are, they, they want you to upgrade these things frequently. The phones. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. running on an iPhone seven and oh, oh, you say frequently, man. <laughs> like that. Okay. I got that in the year 2016 or okay. something like that. Um, and this new phone works. Apps work. They don't crash. Um, Go figure. I got I, I got a twelve because um, I'm not. Uh, I was like, I don't. Don't need you dare the, call me wealthy. No, no, no. no you're a teacher, my friend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but like, like I, I'm not like a phone person, is what I was trying to say. Excuse me. Um, so like, I I wouldn't notice really the the differences, but I would notice the difference in price. I'm sure. Um, but. Uh, I, I also have um, three free months to activate. So yeah. if I here's the thing, I have to hear enough like good games to justify like actually starting it up and being like, all right, I got three months with this. So uh, I will I will lean on you for some more recommendations as you explore further. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know throughout the, throughout our, our podcast, I can pull a couple up, but uh, I'm sure. Let me just say, cut the rope. Crossy Road Plus. Yeah, okay. These Tiny are all... Wings Plus. Yeah. One of the must-play games is called Mini Motorways. Okay. So they also have Simon's Cat Story Time. Okay. So, uh, but some other actual games they have, like what the golf. Uh, oh, one, yeah, one that cool. I heard a lot of good things about is Sign Our Wild Hearts. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's also um, Annapurna. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ocean Horn Two. Um, Shantae and the Seven Sirens, if you're into the, the Shantae, like, platformer games, those are usually pretty solid platformers. They have, uh, uh, Oceanhorn Chronos Dungeon, I don't know what that is. Uh, they have Exit the Gungeon, which is another more current game. Um, and, hey, I don't know, I know you like Animal Crossing. I do, I do. They have this little game called Cozy Grove, you heard of it? Uh, no. Oh, okay, it's like a little, like... (laughs) animals <laughs> i didn't mean to be <laughs> flippant <laughs> you heard of it i was like uh, no i have not i'm not uh, but it's familiar. like a, another another one of those kind of like task-based games that you do um sure okay it's like a mixture of animal crossing new horizons and animal crossing pocket camp kind of okay. in there um Fun. but some stuff to do with it but i mean there are 
some games in it. I think that Samurai Jack game is on there. Sam- uh, Samurai. You're good. I know what you mean. We all um, know what you mean. But yeah, there's there's some there's some stuff. Hey, you know, look through if you just go to the app store, dear dear listener slash Peter, um, and then you go to uh, the arcade tab. You can kind of just scroll through to see if it's if it's worth your fancy. Um, but I mean, as someone who has barely time to play the games I buy, I don't know if any of these games are like. I'm in. And that's what I mean. Like, here's the thing. For me, something like I heard you said cut the rope. Like, I would be way more uh, invested. Cut the rope plus. Excuse me. Cut the rope plus. I would be way more interested in, like, playing that on my phone than, like, the Pathless, let's say. Because with the Pathless, like, that's not like a minute and a half kind of boot in, play a level, boot out while you're at the doctor's that's, office. It's a commitment. <laughs> right. Like, like that's a full-ass game. Whereas for me, like, the appeal of, like, iOS gaming is... While I'm waiting or on an airplane or, you know, what I mean, I wasn't going to say it. That's I, I kind of put that in waiting in the category. But um, <laughs> yes, Justin, pooping. Justin, today embargoes lifted for a video game that comes out tomorrow, which if you're listening to this on the day it comes out is already out. Uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, I have. We, we talked about this pretty extensively when it um, was announced at E3. Surprise announcement. Um, I'm pretty excited for this game. And we're going to take a look at the Metacritic uh, scores here in a second. But like generally, like how, like how does this grab you? I'm excited for it. Uh, I mean, I, even before like looking at reviews and kind of previewing that, I just think this looks like a, a kind of... Uh, if at the very least, this is a more polished version of Marvel's The Avengers the single player story. Yeah. Um, and it's really focused on one kind of combat style and one like combat system. I think that could be great for the game. And I think a game like that would be awesome because um, I, if you, I keep saying this kind of as a joke, actually speaking of Marvel's Avengers, I sent you a, a photo this week of a <laughs> full price $60 Xbox yep. uh, series X version of Marvel's the Avengers, which is so funny. So yeah. unfortunate. But I mean, that story alone is worth 20 bucks. Um, sure. And I hate to like diminish it to just 20 bucks, but like if there's a sale of it and you see it or even just playing it on whatever it's on, it's, um, on it's worth Pass, it. Yeah. Like I, I really did enjoy that story. Mm-hmm. So if this is another Marvel game that does have a story that is like that, but this looks high, higher quality than that game uh, to me, and I've never had the like inkling of this game could be really rough that I did with Marvel's uh, The <laughs> Avengers. Yeah. Um, but uh, if, it, if it's at the very least that, I'm going to be happy with this game, and it'll be probably one of my top games of the year. Yeah. I um, Here's the thing. I, I, I think that this has the possibility of being great, but I also think that if it's not fantastic, it still seems like it's a fun time. It's probably going to be around an 81 or something like that. Weird that you say that. So on Metacritic, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, on the PlayStation 5, Guardian, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy has an 81%. Uh, on PC, it's got a 77 uh, There's no score for it on the Switch yet. Um, I and- wonder why, Peter. <laughs> I have to imagine they're not sending that copy over. And then on Xbox uh, Series X slash S, I assume those are lumped in the same. Um, it's got an 83. So 83, the top, 77 on the bottom. Not bad. Not Like that sounds right for what this is. Uh, I've seen some people talking about how like, hey, this is a pretty good. If you like those movies, you'll like this game. Um, if you don't like those movies, 
probably not. <laughs> this is probably yeah. not going to be the thing that sells you on it, which uh, that's fair. You know, that's yeah. pretty fair. Uh, I have this. I'm going to be playing it on um, the PlayStation 5. So I've got that all set up. I'm going to go pick that up tomorrow. Ooh. But um, yeah. Uh, how about you? Are you planning on picking this up right away or are you waiting a little bit? Like, I want to, but like, man, there's so many things I need to I play. Um, full disclosure, I haven't I haven't booted her up yet, but uh, Metroid Dread downloaded on my OLED. Oh, I'm ready for that okay. bad boy. Um, but you're, I I have no idea how you're gonna feel about that game. <laughs> I, I have <laughs> no I'm a idea mystery. what you, I have no idea what you're gonna say. Um, I think you'll like. I'm it. I'm sure I will like it. Um, yeah. I I from everything I heard, it's going to be a better version of hollow Knight. No, no, okay maybe hollow Knight's a better game overall i think i will enjoy it personally more than hollow Knight. i would probably based on knowing you i would probably say that's accurate yeah because i i think the, the the issue with hollow Knight for me is the fact that it's like a really big game and it also got really freaking hard by the end uh yes. towards where i got to it to a point where it's just like yeah not fun and i and i know this game has been said to be hard but like with hearing the length of it like I, I will struggle through something that will take me 14 hours. Hollow Knight seemed to Max, take me right. s- significantly longer to do uh, to even get. I didn't beat it, obviously, nor will I ever. Dude, I have the I have Hollow Knight on the Switch with all the DLC on it. Yeah. And so like and, and I think I said this last week in talking about Metro Dread. Like I would like look up like, what am I supposed to be doing? And they're like, well, first you need to go to this area and this area. I was like, yeah, OK, so I went to I've been to one of those areas. Yeah. Yeah. And I did everything over there. But that was the second area you mentioned. Uh, like it's, yeah. it got to the point where I was like so off the path of what it was supposed to be doing, but I was having fun. So like you, you know whatever. Pathless. I was pathless. <laughs> Justin, very accurate. Um, got some good performances in there by Laura Bailey and Troy Baker. And by good, I mean they talk. They've got like five lines each. In Hollow Knight. No, in uh, Pathless. Oh, okay, I was like, <laughs> uh, wow, they're really in everything. <laughs> no, I will say, I will say that uh, Hollow Knight it has some good music though. Oh yeah, um, I mean, I love everything about Hollow Knight except for the uh, beating it. Like, I'll I say this: enjoy my time. When, when Silk Song comes out, if it comes out, I know people are <laughs> waiting on that. I will probably play it, and I will probably like it. And based on the fact that I beat and finished Metroid Dread, I will probably try and beat and finish Silk Damn. Hollow Knight. Silk uh, Song. When when Silk Song comes out, I will wait for it to go on sale. <laughs> uh, might not be a day one thing. Uh, poor poor Migo. Yeah, but um. Yeah, Resident Evil VR also came out. Excuse me, Resident Evil 4 VR also yeah. came out. Yeah. Uh, there's no Metacritic score for this. But general consensus seems to be that this is an excellent way to play Resident Evil 4. And it's gotten me thinking like, yeah, that would be pretty fun. That would be cool if I had a VR headset. Maybe I should. And then I was like, nah, I don't know. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, the so time, the I, money or the... Yeah. I never... Um... Uh, I really wasn't following this at all. Like, yeah. literally, I was like, cool, it's a Resident Evil 4, more of that game, another place yeah. to play it. But I was watching the IGN review, and IGN gave it a 9, which I was like, okay, they, those those tryhards in their uh, Resident Evil love, I never got that Resident Evil 4 love that way. But when I was actually watching them play it, by the way, IGN's not the tryhard, it's people who like Resident Evil 4 were the tryhards, if that makes sense. But I was, I like, I was like watching the uh, review of it, and I was like, oh, this makes the game look completely different. It makes it look more scary, and it makes it look like it'd be actually be kind of fun to control. Because um, I think giving, like, my issue with Resident Evil 4 has never been the game 
other than the the, the controls. I just right. don't think that game is fun to play. I think going back and trying to play that game, it just does not handle well. And every time I've tried, it just is not like I'm like I get those aspirations like this is going to be the time, friends. And then I start playing and I'm like, no, 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 we're not going to do that. Um, it's like playing Goldeneye, you know? Sure. Yeah. Just, it's not like it, those memories are what keep Goldeneye fresh. You don't understand the Goldeneye because, right? I mean, like, I, you don't like have I know, the, you don't have the rose colored golden eyeglasses, the gold I don't, color. I do not, but I through context clues, Justin, I'm able to thank put it together. You, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, but like, yeah. that's one of the worst controlling first person shooters ever. If you sure. ever, like, I, I can't recommend someone the, go back. Like, if thing, you for yeah. your first time playing Golden Eye, you'd be like, why is yeah. this a thing? Why do people talk about this? Um, the context, anyway. the history. I know, I yeah, know what you mean. Though. Yeah, yeah, but um, it actually makes it like controlling it in first person. They allow you to have first of all two weapons, so you can have a gun and like your knife out at the same time, and yeah, like that good. alone is enough to make it like okay, all right. But like they do some cool things. Like uh, it looks like you control, like you can look down and see your your like belt, like your utility belt. So yeah, if and you, you like, want to like pull out, out, yeah, it looks kind of cool, and it yeah. just makes like all like the little stuff kind of that much more creepy so if it really is something that doesn't make you sick um like to play uh and with the uh, uh up-res graphics uh hey maybe if it ever comes to psvr uh this would be the the version of resident evil 4 that i actually will play through i'll say this too i mean like i think perhaps one of the best scenes in all of video games is when you get to the town and you're like where is everyone and then yeah. they are like we're here motherfucker yeah and then it's just like I guess I'm just supposed to just like wait this out, and the guy with the chainsaw comes. Like oh. that's such an excellent scene, but doing that in VR Ooh. seems freaky. I can just imagine those chainsaw guys coming at you in 3D. I know. Oh no, no, I no, 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 no. Um, they do this weird thing though, where you're watching a cutscene, and they kind of like almost makes it look like you're watching a goggled version of Leon in third person. Um, oh, that's kind of weird. And whenever you do a kick. Like one of those like karate mm-hmm. kicks that apparently Leon Kennedy knows how to do. Like they yeah, like man, he's an FBI agent. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Forgot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he gets he gets promoted. Anyway, you're saying <laughs> so he knows Krav Maga. Um, but uh, the uh, like kick they also like pull you out and like show a third person version of that kick. So I can only imagine that's very disorienting depending on your comfort controls. Um, yeah, I have to imagine, but you also have to think like, well, how else do they do that? You know, your little leg comes up, <laughs> <laughs> just like, <laughs> just like a little like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I, I would agree with you. Um, I don't have any sort of form of VR, but I think like, I don't know. I, I think when the PS VR two, whatever that ends up being called, when that drops, if it has a good enough lineup with like something like this, or like a Half Life Alex, or and you know whatever else, that's when I might get into it. But. Um, Yes, this looks pretty cool. Unfortunately, not the kind of thing I can play, just based on my time and availability and money. But uh, that looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a fan. Justin, have you ever played Uncharted? Was that the one with uh, the uh, Troy Baker and Laura Bailey? Uh, You got Troy Baker. (laughs) (laughs) And and you know what? Hold on. We're Googling is Laura Bailey in Uncharted because I'm going to I'm going to go on a limb here and say, yes, she is. Yep. Claudia. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Not Claudia. Nadine. Yeah. Nadine. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes. And that's the game that both her and Troy Baker are in. (laughs) Yeah. Weird. It's a a theme of this podcast. It's the hidden theme. You've found it, everyone. But uh, I doubt that they'll be in Uncharted, the movie, which had its first trailer come out uh, this past week. 
Justin, what do you think? You got Tom Holland, you got uh, Mark Wahlberg, and I'm forgetting anyone else who was in it. Hey, but... it's Mark Wahlberg. I'm here. What are you doing there? I'm Sully. Sully Sullivan. And he's like, um... how you doing? Talk to the plants. And Tom and Tom Holland's like, I'm an American teenager. Uh, no, he's not a teenager. <laughs> he looks like one. I mean, like he's one of those people who's just always going to look really young. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. N- uh, nothing wrong with that. Uh, but. But it's like just feels wrong. Like he you know, just him, looks like, like a little kid. Yeah, yeah, just you know something about it. Like he's a he's a. I wish I had his body, but like you know what I mean. My like, goodness, yeah. Just he's like got the, he's eternal youth. Feels but. weird when they're sexualizing him. <laughs> yeah, and also like he, there's that scene in the trailer where he's like a bartender. I'm like, dude, you look like you are late for class, dude. Like, um, but gen- okay. So generally, what do you think? Um, uh, I, yeah, I, I, okay, the. I think it looks good mm. for for what it is. The yeah. thing I didn't get was the choice of was that a uh what the song? Like No 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 the the it, it's like a rock song that they're playing during the the, tr- oh, the trailer. Is there? Yeah. I don't know. Uh let me see uncharted movie song. Uh Oh, it's a Led Zeppelin song. Okay, sure. I don't buy that. Like that doesn't look like the tone of the movie from what at least what they're trying to do, I'm not buying a Led Zeppelin song for it. So my okay. my my worry is that they're gonna be mainstreaming it or trying to like do things like that are gonna make it more like mainstream rather than it being like an uncharted. Cause why not just use the score? Uh yeah. You're right. You're not you're not wrong. I know I know what you mean. Um, I don't know. I think it's a movie. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be the kind of movie that's going to be like full of pop songs. You know what I mean? In like a like Guardians of the Galaxy. But <laughs> I will say, in defense of that, like there is a, a like a reason for that. You know what I mean? But you yeah. get like yeah. your Suicide Squads or your I don't know. I'm drawing a blank in this moment. There's there's no diegetic reason for those. Uh, in, in those movies, wait. thanks. Ooh, I went to school wow. for film. Um, wow. Believe it or okay, not, got yeah. a useless all right, degree. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I, I think like I, I understand the fear of that, but I also think that this movie looks like a lot of fun, and that's my hot take: is that <laughs> this looks good. Uh, good, even is like a li- like a very liberal use of that word. Like it looks enjoyable and. Uncharted is pretty good. I don't think that they're the best games ever made. I agree. And I think I think the the essentially the story of Uncharted is just like let's get this thing. Like the thing I the, like about every Uncharted every single game is let's yeah. get this thing. The yes. thing I like about Uncharted are the characters and their interactions, not so much the 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 deep narrative. The plot is just, it, it's they're all let's get this thing. But the interesting thing is like how did all these people act with each other and like yeah. I played them all last year. And some of those games do not hold up the way you think. Uh, <laughs> In fact, yes, yes, maybe like, yeah. one through like three. Like Halo do One not. just isn't as fun anymore. All right, man, listen here. <laughs> um, but yeah, like uh, not Halo. Uh, Uncharted Four <laughs> is like that. Like that's like the tone that they're going with because I assume that. I mean, in the first three, at the end, you always find out that like, oh, there's like aliens here, and it's always yeah. like really weird. <laughs> um, and then the fourth one is just like never mentions aliens at all. Well, some of those are drugs, not aliens. <laughs> Excuse me, you're, yeah, you are yeah, you yeah. are correct. Hallucinogenics. But it's like like Batman Begins. You're totally right. Or if we're on talking about video games, 
Batman Arkham Asylum. <laughs> there you go. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I, I I think this looks like fun in the way that the Uncharted games are fun, where it's just like, here's a fun adventure story, and as long as you have good characters, then you're good. I like Tom Holland. I think he's a good actor. I don't really care for Mark Wahlberg, but like, if he he's probably going to be fine at playing Sully. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know I, I, mean? I think I can't wait until the reunion movie 20 years from now when Tom Holland actually looks like an adult and then yeah. like Mark Wahlberg is legitimately like the mustached. I just hope they don't like cut to them in bad like makeup. Can you like Dude, here's the thing. The post credit scene or like the last scene with Sully in this is going to be like him with a beard and he's like shaving and he like looks at himself in the mirror just with the mustache and he's like never in a million years. <laughs> like in, like in uh, uh, DMC with Dante. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm. I thought you were okay. talking about uh, the the Justice League with Henry Cavill hiding his beard with like bad prosthetics. <laughs> no, no, no. So in in DMC, they rebooted Devil May Cry, and Dante was like a teenager, or mm-hmm. I mean, he's like he's like no in his twenties, and he's got like short black hair. And at one point in the game, there's the single part of the game I remember a, a white mop falls on his head and like he looks in, into the mirror and he's like never in a million years and he takes it off um that's I, fun I, speaking you know. of those things I don't know if you've ever watched the um cut scenes of the Devil May Cry games the the recent one the one that the most recent one dude I own it I have not played it I own it so they <laughs> it have good, like they have like the cut it. scenes that are like acted out kind of with the actors and you get to see them like moving the stuff around uh and it's just like like bad cardboard cutouts to be like their cars and stuff like that if you oh, have, oh, oh i see what you mean it's so bad funny you know what i mean and like yeah, yeah. it just completely like gets like how self-aware like those games are and i think like when you go into play a game like devil may cry or uh, bayonetta controversial they're the same game in my head um like they have like that like tongue-in-cheek humor that is just very funny when you get yeah. it yeah. but Th- speaking of uncharted no. movie um i think it looks like fun yeah, i'll see it I, I hope do. it's like I, National Treasure. If it's National Treasure without Nicolas Cage. That's the thing. If, if it's The Mummy with Brendan Fraser, if it's National Treasure, if it's Indiana Jones, like, here's the thing about those movies, about, about those games. Like, they are unabashedly inspired by movies, so they would make good movies because, yeah. like, I don't know, the gunplay is fine. It's fun, even, but, I mean, it's just the most standard gunplay. It, yeah. Like, it's like, okay, story's over. Time to shoot some guys. Like, yeah. But, um, Justin, the Halo campaign has been re-revealed <laughs> <laughs> following its, following last year's, uh, like, disastrous Debacle. is the wrong word. Justin, do you, can you believe that was episode three of Hitbox? We talked about that, I think. Oh, Maybe wow. Maybe it was episode two. How, how the turns have tabled. They certainly have. Uh, I thought it looked quite bad back in the day, that oh, first yeah, campaign yeah. reveal. I mean, it was uh, fine. I like that. Like, cool, 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 cool. I mean, cool. it looked like, f- like fine. It did it not look like Halo like, One. It, it, sure. Justin, I'll give that to you because you know Thank what, you. the Halo games, while one is still pretty good, get better as they go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yeah, like yeah. you know what I mean. Um, but this looks pretty good. I mean, it looks pretty good. It, it's it's sort of leaning into a more open ended Far Cry yeah, kind of yeah, direction. Yeah. I think I think the, the the after watching it, I was like, oh, this is Far Cry, um, with Master Chief and a cool like zip line thing, um, yeah. and hey, if you do that, I think that could be fun. I am a little so the the one thing I would get a little worried of is 
is this forward operating base thing that they were like showing? Is this like one of the maps and there would be several maps that they play? Um, or is it going to be just like this open world? Like, is it going to be like, what I mean, is it going to be like in uh, Uncharted, not Uncharted, in um, Last of Us Part 2? Is it going to be like that one open area that is kind of open, but it's only like a part of the game? It's not like the full game experience? Is this going to be like one map of many? Will it be more linear, linear maps afterwards? Or is this going to be like open up into this great big area? Justin, I'm so glad you asked because... Oh. Okay. 343 Industries said, hey, I know a lot of you guys got the impression that Halo Infinite would be open world based on that initial <laughs> thing and the name and like it, sort of all the marketing for it. Uh, it is not open world. Now, Justin, have you ever played Halo in uh, Halo 1? <laughs> uh, yes, I have. There is a recently. level in Halo 1 called the Silent Cartographer. Are you yeah. familiar with the Silent Cartographer? Uh, it's the best level in the game. You go and you get you get a map and then you leave. Uh, that- it's on like a little island. Uh, it starts with like you're storming up a beach. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, that game, that level is great because it's really open ended. Uh, you have to go to a certain area to like complete an objective and then you like circle back to an older area and like go inside a door, all that sort of stuff. That's basically what they said that they're doing with Halo Infinite. Mm. So I think that there are going to be discrete levels that are kind of like open ended sandbox style things. Mm. Um, but they do have like beginnings and endings. Mm my understanding that disappoints me a little bit because yeah i like when like going back to the first halo it's like the the first level that you get on the ring which is called uh a pale no a uh i thought it was beyond like on a pale horse or something like that but i might be mistaken I, yeah, that's probably like one of the cheeky things they do when you're like the music changes and they're like transitioning or whatever it is yeah uh, but like that that level, there's technically like you can go to these three locations to get these three beacons in any order you want. And yeah, like yeah. it's you got to do them all. Um, and like I, I hope that's not what it is, because I was excited to think about this as being like a Far Cry map where you like open different parts of it. And like you can choose to like fight this boss or this character or do this thing and this order. Um, it would all be kind of connected. And three, four, three. I'm sorry. Like I should have read more carefully. That kind of disappoints me to be honest um i know what you mean i am a fan of a more linear style i don't think halo is necessarily oh the level's called halo by the way um (laughs) (laughs) i think one of the sub names is like something about a pale horse yeah it's like they have those like little mid chapter points yeah when usually like a drop shit comes down and and drops the same thing and and you have to kill it um yeah justin i feel i feel the hostility you have towards Halo. It has been noted. And you know what? Keep it coming because I think it brings a fun dynamic to our show. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that, I don't know. I don't, I'm sort of tired of open world games. It's, and the idea of having big open, open-ended levels for Halo, I think is cool because I think Silent Cartographer is the best level in that game. I think that that second level that you're talking about, I think it fails because of the technology at the time. Yeah. It's confusing knowing where to go. Everything really kind of looks the same. But I think that's just like, as my girlfriend Elena called it when I tried to play through that game with her, looks like it was made in Roblox, um, which Good broke my heart into a million like, pieces. That's uh, a great reference. <laughs> she, she goes, ew. <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know. I think, I think that's cool. And I think if you get these open-ended levels um, while also 
having a more linear story, I think is an interesting way to go about it because I don't think that there have been really any successful versions of that in the past few years. Yeah, I just worry it'll be the worst of both worlds. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I, I like a, I like a good story game. I like a good open world game. But if you're making these individual levels that just get too long, I, I like. What's the point of clearing out the map unless they make you and that's part of it? Uh, Justin, I'll say this about the story that they were introducing in this video, this introduction. She so first of all, the narrator for all this is whoever plays Cortana. I don't have her name off the top of my head. Laura but, Bailey. Um, wouldn't that be Troy a Baker. twist? <laughs> she's like, she's like explaining. Here's what the story is, and she's like, the main, the, the story is finding out what happened to Cortana. And as someone who did not either did, who, as someone who doesn't remember Halo Four or Five, that's my question too. <laughs> I was like, good, because I, I think we should get to the bottom of this. Yeah, really. we, we got to find out, please. <laughs> and, and she's like, humanity is on the brink of extinction. And and here's the thing, I know, like, it's science fiction. But I'm like, fucking still, like, yeah. are you like that was the same issue yeah. in Halo one in 2001. Hey, the Peter, I don't know if you knew this, uh, Cortana, big deal all over my computer. Like whenever I boot it up, it's just like Cortana's here. And I'm like, whoa. And Justin, that's the thing is like, where is Cortana? I'm like, fucking Windows 11, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Master Chief got to get the upgrade. He's got to <laughs> reboot. Um, Yeah. Ah, like, uh, and then I don't remember the name of these store. The the new bad guys are called like the Forsaken or something like that. Uh, and like really, that's really just pulling a destiny, <laughs> like I, like loop back. Here's the thing, man. Like I thought the Covenant was really cool, and then they sort of like ended that whole thing. You know, in Halo Three, is they were ending a trilogy. I, it sort of seemed like they didn't want to do more. Yeah. Um, and, and like just calling them like here's the same guys, but a new name. It's like I have no connection to this yeah. <laughs> actually. So I don't know. If that brute at the end is is Tartarus from Halo 2, that would be kind of cool. But I don't think he ever really talks to Master Chief yeah. or like has any significance to the story. So I don't know. Yeah, I got to be honest. Like when we started talking about this, I was kind of excited about Halo. And then in the the the, pro, the during this conversation <laughs> we just had, I think I've lost that excitement a little bit. <laughs> I, I think at the end of the day, it will be interesting and it will yeah. be a new step for the series. And I think that is good. And yeah. I liked the multiplayer, and I will probably play a good deal of the multiplayer. Um, but if I don't end up liking the campaign, then I don't know how much I'm going to really stick around. I, I don't know. This is, this is gonna, as we've said before, this is going to be a very decisive like entry in the series where it's like this will either be, oh my gosh, Halo is still awesome, or it's going to be like maybe, maybe we don't need more of this. Yeah. And and I, I I can like I poo poo the nostalgia trip of Halo a lot. However, the nostalgia trip is a huge audience. Like people yeah. love Halo. Like the That's people me. who love That's Halo love coming. it. It's and yeah. it's not just you. Like I mean, Halo is a big group. So like you, you, playing off of that nostalgia is going to get you people to play the game and like the game and love the game. Um. So if this game hurts those people, like to their core, uh oh. Yeah, I will but. say it was the right move to make his armor design back to the. OG or like the Halo 2 and Halo 3 one because yeah, the, the Halo 4 Halo 5 one was like not it it's the it's the Mjol- Mjolnir one I believe the original was the Mjolnir Mark 2 or something mm. like that and I think Halo 2 and 3 was Mjolnir Mark 4 mm. but I also could be making that up mm. so <laughs> mm. we need a fact checker on this show Justin hire a fact checker expense it Archie um <laughs> check my facts 
Good. He's I'm sure he's, any, yeah. He's, yeah, he's just waiting for food. So the GTA remaster we got to look at finally. Uh, it's first of all, people were saying I don't I don't know if this was leaks or if this was insiders or what this was, but uh, people were saying that it's going to cost eighty dollars, which is just not true. <laughs> um, I thought it was seventy, but regardless, I'm glad it's not at sixty, right? It right? is sixty, yeah, yes, yeah. for the three games, and uh, I don't have much to say about this because I didn't play them originally. I mean, you have, and I know you have an affinity for them. I've never actually played a GTA game, like owned one, sat down and played it through. I've I've picked one up at friends' houses and stuff, but um, the the screenshots of this, like the style of it, is kind of cool. The, the way that I'm, they're like remastering the visuals and stuff, I think it's a good look. I, I'm impressed with it. I it's a lot. Uh, good a good comparison is uh recent history uh the alan wake remaster um yep. it looks like they did a lot of that stuff they have better lighting um they ha- a whole new lighting engine i think they said um they it looks like they have uh new character models for everything and it just looks a lot like sharper um in a good way um and uh i, I think the comparison that they did was like all right i think this is worth it i think this is a good change to make to these games yep. but what really sold me about making this something that is going to improve the game were the gameplay uh, changes that they made, um, including um, a better targeting system that's more uh, con- uh, more similar to what we're used to in the more modern GTA games. But this is the one, and I think I complained about it last time we talked about it, uh, yep. immediate replaying the missions after you fail them without driving back. And let me tell you, that change is huge. It, sure. it, would, it, makes, it would make... GTA 4 for me that much more replayable. Um, it would make all of these games so much more replayable because then you can really like focus on having fun in the mission rather than the 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 punishment of failing a mission and then doing all that driving again, getting right. back there because sometimes these games are like frustrating in terms of their controls. I remember there's this one mission in Vice City where you're driving a limo, I think, that has like bombs in the back and you have to like go through this whole path driving a certain speed like the movie Speed. Um and that was so frustrating to get through because you had to like follow the certain and it was just like every time you died and then having to like have that cooldown period between it really just made you frustrated and furious. So mm-hmm. that alone I think is going to be a good change. And um, by the way, I don't care about uh, GTA three at all. Um, never liked that game. Never fun. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, no, not, not to be like, I'm not like, Oh uh, God, I thought I thought you were finally finally breaking your silence on GTA. No, 3. no, no. It's like, I, oh. I, I, but I, I really do think Vice City, um, the the way that that char- the main character uh, is portrayed in that world and that that environment of being like what is it Miami? Um, I think that's just such a cool vibe. Um, you're basically like how you become the Godfather. You start off as a low life and then you get this whole mansion and you're a cool character. GTA three is a very like silent protagonist. So it's mm-hmm. like you're dealing with other crazy people. Um, and then San Andreas again, I think that is a, a, a top tier classy game. Um, and I think everyone should play it and be fat CJ. I don't know what that means, but Justin, I like the way you say it. So in Grand Theft Auto uh, San Andreas, like the other ones, you can choose to eat burgers or work out. If you work out, you can run a little bit faster and you get all buff. Um, and oh. if you eat cheeseburgers constantly, you become fat. Oh. So. I'll say this. Makes me want a cheeseburger. <laughs> like yeah, just hearing that. Like I would, yeah. I would, yeah, it's it's nine o'clock almost. I would I'd demolish a cheeseburger. It's never right too now. late. No, it's never too late. That's exciting. I uh, am... San Andreas is coming to Game Pass. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. For, 
for Game Pass price, which is awesome. Like you just get it for there, and it's like a good yeah. like preview. And like I think that it, it's a good thing that they're doing that because you can test out to see if you're liking the remasters and if you want to go back to get the other ones. Yeah, um, you can. They also have th- uh, GTA Three on PS PS now. now. I think. Yeah, which that's cool. Same, yeah. I mean, same thing. Like, you want to try these out? Try them out, uh, and that's cool. I think I'm probably not gonna do that with this. Yeah, I mean, this is many- what November something. Yeah, yeah. Um, this oddly, this might be a good Switch game to just have in the background uh, a lot and just do a mission here and there. Um, yeah. But again, is it the optimal place to play it? I'm starting to think not. <laughs> Which is unfortunate as you just bought a new switch hey i love it um i'll be able to play all my <laughs> nintendo first party games on it that i spend full price on three years after they come out um yep, yep i'll yep. be able to play them all there happily speaking of game pass uh uh the forgotten city's coming to it i'm in a bind like should i play it on the on the not great cloud streaming on my on my switch or should i play it on game pass play it on game pass because i want you to like it Okay. Yeah. Sure. Does it make sense? Like, like, because I think, (laughs) I think you will like this game, but I think if you play it on the Switch, it will be an impediment. Mm. And I would love if you're gonna burn that. If you're gonna burn a video game, I would love it for to be a game that I don't think you're gonna like. (laughs) You know, you know what I'm trying to (laughs) say? Like, I don't want you to have the experience ruined for you because I I do think it is pretty good. Hey, you know what the best argument is though? Free Uh, for the service I pay two hundred plus dollars a year for. (laughs) Correct, correct, correct. Uh, and plus, it's it's cloud, PC, and console, so Ooh, you play that so wherever. I can play it anywhere on my backbone. Oh, I'll play on my backbone through the through cloud. I'm sure that won't ruin the experience. I well, here's the thing. I mean, like Forgotten City is like not twitchy. You know what I mean? It's not like you're playing a first person shooter on it. So who knows? Uh, but it, again, it is free. So my Let favorite that be number. What it is? Yep, free ninety nine. That's a little joke. Um, I like words. <laughs> it is. It really is. One last thing, Justin. Uh, Stardew Valley, the creator, concerned ape, also known as Eric Barone, announced his newest game, and it's called Haunted Chocolatier, and it looks really good. And it's basically looks like Stardew Valley, but instead of managing a uh, farm, you manage a chocolate shop run by ghosts, and you have to go forge ingredients, <laughs> and that seems like a lot of fun. Uh, that, that the random, uh, word generator really was working overtime for that, for that game. But like, let me tell you, that looks fun. Hey, 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 it's, get a little it's spooky memorable. In it. Yeah. It's memorable. Yeah. You, it's like haunted chocolatier. You're like, what? Yeah. It, what? Yeah. Um, yeah, there is like nothing about this yet because he was just like, here's the game. I'm working on it right now. I'll let you know when I have more. Um, and. And going back to Stardew Valley, um, I played it very briefly. I never got into it, into it. But, like, the the fact that that game has been updated and kept being updated so much and, like, significant updates is just awesome. And I think, you know, you you won't be disappointed picking this ga- game up day one um, and just, you know, being a part of it. And I think it looks fun. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Uh, I liked Stardew Valley. I played probably 60 hours of it between um, January 2020 and March 2020, when Animal Crossing came out, and I was like, I'm sorry, Stardew Valley. I have a new go. pandemic game. Yeah. Um, well, that was before. Remember before? BC? Before BCP? COVID. Yeah, we're, start- oh. we're starting years over again. BC. <laughs> B- yeah, I know what you mean. I remember before, and before I was playing Stardew Valley. And I will say this. As things were breaking down, and as things got, let me say, um, 
increasingly scarier. <laughs> um, I pretty much ended every single night by playing Stardew Valley and relaxing and and working on a little farm. So thank you, Stardew Valley. I'm excited for Haunted Chocolatier. Speaking Can't of haunted, for the next pandemic to play through it. No, <laughs> oh, please don't say that. <laughs> Speaking of haunted, Justin, let's talk about. Uh, scary games versus halloween games because i think people could I, I think people mix up the two because as halloween is nearly upon us there's a lot of people you're looking around it's it, here you might it, not be able to see it but it's with us do you see like i have a i have a, I have a ghost behind me on that shelf it's uh it's a little memory game i like to play oh, so that's kind of fun yeah well justin i want you to play the memory game of remembering your favorite halloween video games <laughs> because um yeah i, I think people conflate scary with good halloween games and i don't think that's the case um i've seen a lot of listicles online being like you know nine best halloween games and it's your it's it's a lot of your standard fair really great horror games um but like i don't i just don't think that halloween games and horror games are necessarily the same do do you know what i'm trying to say Okay, can you define the difference to me? I'm not disagreeing with you. I just would yes. like you to define your interpretation of the two. Let me say it like this. Alien Isolation is an excellent horror game. It's really scary. It's really suspenseful. Um, it's well-paced. It's got some excellent mechanics in it. Great AI. Very, very effective at being a scary game. It's not a very good Halloween game. Because a Halloween game is the kind of thing that you want to play on Halloween to get in the mood... You're either with some friends or by yourself getting ready for Halloween festivities. And Alien Isolation, you do not see the alien for like an hour and a half. A good Halloween game needs to get right to it. Does that make sense? And and it needs to be fun enough to be able to play on your own or with a group of people to enjoy. For example, the, that Slender, The Arrival, are you familiar? Uh, Yes. But but which are, are you talking about the original or the one that tried to gamify it? So they made the original, and then the people who made the original were like, "Oh, this is actually a massive hit, and we're giving it away for free. So let's not do that. Capitalize let's, off. Let's of make it. some money." And so they just released that game. It's basically a console port with a bunch of other stuff. Not a very good game, all in all. I mean, it's just not. There's not a lot to it. It's a great Halloween game because it's quick. You can play for an hour with some friends and be like, "Ah, that's scary." You know what I mean? Like. And just trade off every time you get caught by Slender Man. Easy. Um, but, like, it's not a great horror game. <laughs> Does yeah. that make sense? Um, so, I, I, in my head, when you, when you suggested this topic, I was trying to think about, like, there's a difference between these two things for me. Like, I was trying to, like, put into words exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, and uh, th- I found this, this uh, uh, article from ScreenCrush.com by one Jacob Hall, published October 21st, 2014. Um, So maybe a little dated, but this is an article that's about currency. And it's called The Difference Between a Great Horror Movie and a Great Halloween Movie. And uh, basically talking about how, like, there are horror movies and there are Halloween movies. And um, their interpretation of it is, and I quote, When I think of Halloween, I think of cold air and warm clothes and a hot glass of cider. I think of the smell of latex and itchy costumes that you can put up with because it's the only time of year that you can get away with dressing like a ghoul. I think about hayrides and haunted attractions and pop-up stores that sell only costumes and makeup that vanish on November 1st. Yeah, 
I think of ghosts and vampires and witches and monsters and killers, but I think of them with a smile on my face. Halloween is the most mischievous of holidays because it gives you permission to sympathize with the devil, literally or figuratively, pick your poison for a few weeks. So when that is the the description, and they and they go on to talk about how the Halloween movie is not about the you know gore and the murder and all that kind of stuff. The Halloween is about having that at times almost comical kind of like fall like experience. Yeah. Um, that's a little bit more about being with people and enjoying the season that way. Mm-hmm. So while I don't necessarily think it's about like having like fun on, on Halloween and having the most like like uplifting, like laughing at stuff kind of Halloween. I think Halloween games to me are ones that have that like vibe of fall and spooky, but have a little bit more fun with it that you yeah. want to do in a group with people. Yeah. Um, so one of, for me, a, a Halloween game that I think yes. is a great Halloween game that is currently downloaded on my PS5 is Until Dawn. Absolutely. I think that is your Halloween game. And I think a great game like that is like you can play that game every year and get a little bit different flavor to it. And yeah, it's there's gore. There are spooky parts in it. There are like, you know, monsters and, and creatures and and murders and deaths and all that kind of stuff. But the thing that makes that game like such a good Halloween game is that that's something that you do with your friends, that you go yep. out with your friends to like, hey, we're going to play this game. And, and I know it's not necessarily like a multiplayer game, but... Um, doesn't have to be switch off uh, on the different characters or even just, I don't know. You make the choices together. Like it's, it's, you're totally right. Exactly. I would raise you even and say, while I do agree that until dawn is an excellent Halloween game, I would probably even say that any of the dark pictures games are better simply because they get right to it Mm -hmm. until dawn play them in a day or two. Correct. And, and for me, a Halloween game is you start it like if you're going to pick a game that you like for a Halloween party, if you're going to start the game on Halloween until dawn, it's like an hour, hour and a half until things really start. It might going. take you until dawn. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, precisely. <laughs> Whereas, I mean, again, I don't like uh, I, I think that so far the Dark Pictures anthology has not reached the heights of until dawn. I haven't played the new one yet. I'm going to be playing that this weekend, weirdly enough, on Halloween. Um, <sighs> but. They are they're fun Halloween games because it's just like, let's do spooky stuff. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I, yeah. I would say the second one, probably uh, that's uh, the which one? The hmm. Dark Pictures Coven. Dark Pictures Witches of Waverly Place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the witch one. Uh, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. A little hope. Um, that one is a really good Halloween one because it's set in a spooky town. You got witches going on. It's very fall colors, very orangey. Um, Man of Medan is pretty good. I mean, it's, it's fine, but uh, it is, it serves a purpose that I'm trying to illustrate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yes, I agree with you. Until Dawn is an excellent one. Um, Resident Evil seven. Resident is a great, Evil. I wish they still did that. I, I think it's kind of like, I was maybe thinking that they were going to do it again for, um, Resident Evil Village, because like that sort of seemed like we're bringing it back. All yeah, right, we're bringing yeah, it we're back. Coming back, coming back. Yeah, they but they did not do that. No, but Resident Evil Seven, I think, is a great Halloween game because it just starts and it's immediately very spooky. Right, you're walking around in the woods and like in the fall too, no less. Um, and then you start exploring this horrific house, and then you watch the the VHS tape of the film crew that gets killed and all that stuff. Horrifying, 
And then, like, by the time you get to the part where you have a shotgun and whatever else, that when it sort of becomes more power fantasy-ish, uh, you know, it starts to lose that fear. But the first few hours of that are pretty freaking scary, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Conversely, I do not think that Resident Evil Village is a very good Halloween game because it's like 30 minutes and you've got a shotgun and you're blowing people away and, you know, whatever else. But Yeah, I think there are moments that that, that would make that good. But yeah, it's like that's a, that's a spooky game. And I would even go, go, go further. Uh, a game that I've been playing a lot of uh, is the Lost in Random game. Um, I think that has Halloween vibes to it because it is a little spooky, but it has a lot of that. Um, uh, is Tim Burton is that the the, the guy? Yeah, yeah it's like Tim Burton vibes to it, and that like that gives you like you can still have spooky moments in those. Like there's some like Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, there's some like creepier moments in there and like creepy villains and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's still like a more lighthearted uh like thing at a certain point. And I know it's about like you know Christmas, but uh, you still get the the halloween uh the feelings into it and i know this isn't a game but um are you familiar with (laughs) the halloween town movies yeah i know the halloween town movies and i think like those are obviously about halloween but obviously with it being about halloween you get that like just that fall feeling and you still get the spooky stuff for it but um i don't know i think uh like good games to play in halloween are games that you like hey you i I want you to check out this spooky game with me i want you to to come over here and 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 do that together um animal crossing what are your thoughts on that being a halloween game absolutely it's it's pretty much a game for every holiday based on the way that it you know really emphasizes holidays which is really cool yeah Uh, yeah i mean i would i would say it's a halloween game i would say it's a christmas game i would say it's a um Easter game, bunny day game. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I would, I would agree. I would say that's definitely one. Um, here's one that I, I would absolutely say if you can play it, that it is a Halloween game. PT. Ah, that's a Halloween ass yeah, Halloween game. Yeah, and and it because it ticks every box. It's short. You know, you, you do it in an hour, like ma- like max. Um, it is extremely scary. It's fun to, it's way more fun to do with friends in my opinion, because it's just that scary. Um, y'all talk together about like how to figure out how to do what's going on. You know, like I I think it just, it ticks every box there. Are you a fan of haunted houses? Uh, in real life? No, I'm, I, I can't, I would probably pass out. Elena went to one. You've never been to a haunted house before? Oh, I've been. And that was you just on the periphery, just outside of it. Like, no, nah, I'm good. I got you. I went in one once and it was like the worst experience of my entire life. And then I had I, I exited out the entrance, actually. Oh, okay. I, I hightailed it out of there because I was like, I, I can't do it. All the actors <laughs> were like, hey, what are you doing? You can't do that. Yeah, I was told I couldn't do it. And I was like, I actually don't care. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've already paid the $75 for this. Um, yes, yes. Can't do it. But I bring that up because I think like games that are like that invoke uh, haunted house feelings mm-hmm. um, are good Halloween games, and like that's what kind of the beginning of Resident Evil Seven makes me feel like. Yes, like, it is, absolutely. It is, like literally, it's a house, but it has that, that haunted housey thing. Um, uh, the we we talked about it briefly before we recorded, but you mentioned Blair Witch. I think Blair Witch is like not a great game, except for the haunted house part at the end, mm-hmm. and I think like. Uh, that, that that's by the Bloober team, right? It is. Yeah. Um, like Layers of Fear. I think that's a kind of fun game to play with people. That's a game that's that a I would Halloween be like, "Hey, you come over here. I, don't, I want you to watch this game because they it's nothing like like that is the the definition of a haunted house game." Yes. 
you know, like it's, just it's that just kind of like, yeah, exactly. Like, ah, like they have like yeah. the little jump scares and things like that. Um, and the end of Blair Witch is that exact feeling like they the the kind of feeling where you turn around you're in a different room that you weren't in before and then like the the kind of like weird stuff that's going on with that but um yeah i mean halloween's a great time and it i i would have to absolutely agree with you now this Um, isn't gaming related but i have a question for you go right ahead what was your favorite halloween costume of all time that i did yeah you did um that's a good question so let me say this like when we were kids, like when we were really young, my parent, my parents would be like, yeah, just, you know, we'll buy you a Halloween costume. And then there was an age where that stopped. And then they were like, <laughs> you figure it out and then we'll make it. You know what I mean? I was, I was Link, the Legend of Zelda. Okay. But I didn't know how to get the green hat. Okay. So I just, we cut all of the white parts off of a Santa hat. Okay. Yeah. And I was just. In the re- the Goron tunic. Yeah, you're you're Red Link. Re- you're a Santa. <laughs> I never realized I how much you could look I like looked, Santa with I a few changes. I looked a little bit like Santa. Um, I had the sword, and, and that was pretty good. I was I was Frodo Baggins one year. That was pretty fun. Um, I think that I think that instilled my love of cosplay. Um, just making different costumes and stuff. Uh, my sister had a really good one. Uh, she was a Jawa from Star Wars. Which was pretty sweet. <laughs> uh, my mom like figured out how to like sew like black mesh on a hood so that you couldn't see her face, but she oh. could see you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, do you know how to sew? No. I does, mean, like, well, does your mom? <laughs> my mom does. My mom. Okay, I can just imagine, up. like, because what you're saying sounds pretty cool. But if she like was just like, I mean, I can I can whip stitch with the with the best of them, but I wouldn't call myself a good sewer. Like, I could put something together. I could put a button on. Yeah, like, oh, that, yeah. that's a skill. That's a life skill. Yes, it is. I learned it in consumer economics. Ah. Um, I learned I that as grade. being a high school speech coach, <laughs> and then I refined the practice. <laughs> Working for you, but uh, what, do you have a favorite Halloween costume you ever did? Um, so I, when I was a kid, I always wanted to be like a vampire because that they're really cool, and I just yeah, like sure. it'd be an excuse to carry a sword. And I know what you're thinking, like vampires don't carry swords, mine did. So it'd just be like a cape and like a sword, you know. I was yeah. a, I was a costume when I was a kid. Um, but my favorite costume actually was my senior year of high school. Um, we did. I, I don't know if they did this for you, but we had like a. Um, like a senior video and we had some seniors go around to different classes to interview seniors. And then at the end of the the year, they put it together in this big montage video. Um, so I was part of that. So I was interviewing people and I wanted mm-hmm. to have a fun costume. Sure. So are you familiar with the uh, SNL sketch Dick in a Box? Justin, yes, I'm familiar with the SNL sketch Dick so in a Box. I could, I could not go to school with a Dick in a Box costume, right? I would say I would say you should not do that. But I could go to school with a sweets and a bowl costume. So I had a trick-or-treat Halloween bowl that I used a belt to to tie around my waist. So I'd walk up to people that I was interviewing, and uh, I would would be talking to them. Hey, you can grab a candy while we're talking. So then as we were talking, I was interviewing them. They'd, like, go through my candy bowl, and I'd drop my hands because it was, like, supported by the belt. And I'd just, like, lean a little bit forward. um, And then they would grab... Um, a piece of candy uh, from from my sweets, Justin. And I have video evidence, and was in the yearbook with this. Just saying. <laughs> Can I? Has anyone ever told you that you're the reincarnation of Andy Samberg before he's passed away? <laughs> I've heard that once or twice. <laughs> 
because uh, you are, and and yeah, that makes sense. That all of that. If you said okay, if someone said, "All right, Peter, I want you to think about your friend Justin. Now I want you to think about Halloween costumes that he could have made." <laughs> I'd be like, "Oh, dick in a box." <laughs> like, like number one, easy, easy. Number two, mm, vampire with a sword. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I loved I did I did love dressing up for Halloween. I still do, and I'm excited um, for. Uh, oh, last year I was something. I think I said last week that I wasn't. Last year I was. Elaine and I were the um, the two characters from Jurassic Park, whose names are escaping me. Was she a, a Bryce Dallas Howard in the heels running away from a T Rex? She was not. She was not. She was um, the other. Who's the woman? She was in Star Wars. A lot of people were upset about her. She's in Captain Holdo. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Uh, Laura Dern. Dern. Laura Dern. Yes, she was Laura Dern, and I was... This is not Richard Dreyfuss, is it? Not John, John Hammond. Uh, was not it? John. I know I know you're talking about. You're. Uh, that's the thing. We we did the picture, and it was like, oh, cool. That's we, you, those, we get it. Those it was, people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, we got the binoculars and the hats. Yeah. Um, that was fun. But yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. I got some... As because I was an emo kid uh, in high school, I, I have a non-dying love for Nightmare Before Christmas, which we mentioned earlier. I have some. Uh, I don't know. I got these for my older brother, and this is great audio because I'm going to show you something. <laughs> <laughs> so we got these like they're like little Jack in the Box things. I don't like oh, them or anything. But fun. I have to imagine these were purchased at a Hot Topic at some point in my Do older brother's life. Nope. It's, oh, okay. But they're, they're just little statues. That's disappointing. Um, yeah, it, for those listening, obviously this is a—it's like a little Jack in the Box, but uh, instead of uh, the like Jack is uh, Jack Skellington's head, and it's kind of fun. But yeah, it's a good holiday that I have grown to appreciate more as I've gotten older and understand that uh, things are fake and not real. Because as a child, I would see a lot of these things and they would traumatize me horrifically. <laughs> <laughs> um, but hey. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. We have a lot of fun doing this, and um, I don't know. It's on my heart. Thanks thanks for listening. Justin, before we wrap up here, do you have anything else to add? So during the time that we were recording, the server it, maintenance finished on my oh? Switch, and I was able to um, uh, open up and, and go towards getting the expansion pack on my Switch. Uh, but then I looked at the top of the screen, and it says, I have the family membership, which is fine. Yeah. If that apparently says I have three years, one month, and nine days <laughs> left on my subscription. Okay. That's... So I honestly don't know why that there's that many years and why I've prepaid Can for you three prepay? years. Can you Allegedly. Are, I guess so, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, it literally, it's like um, three years. I don't know if you can see that on it. It's, uh, wait, where is it? Wait, where? Yeah, you no, show me the corner. I, I, I you show me the, the top backs. corner. Okay, there you go. There you go. Uh, it says, yeah, three years. Oh, yeah. That'll do it. So I guess I need to get the expansion back now. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, it seems <laughs> worth it to you now if you've got to have, you're gonna have it for three whole years. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, that's that's kind of fun. I, I hope you enjoy playing some Nintendo 64 games. Um, next week, I'm going to talk a little bit about Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm sure I'm going to hear some Ooh. Nintendo 64 stuff from you yeah, I'll, I'll i'll just uh, uh make fun of all the mario kart 64 voice actors sure i'm i'm, I'm ready fully express uh, uh, i'm fully expecting your impressions yeah, yeah. Uh, i know somewhere on this in the 64 episodes of the show there is 
I believe both of us tried our, our hand at doing a toad. Uh, and it was... Uh, I vowed never to do it again. So I'm going to leave it to you. For, well, we're going to leave it to Keegan-Michael Key, actually. He's got it. He's got our, us covered. All right, can we talk about this real quick? I, I, I was going to bring this up during talking about James... Uh, not James. Uh, uh, Charles Martinet. And him saying he wants to voice Mario until he dies. And a bunch of people are being like, this man's devoted to the role and you still snuffed him for the movie. <laughs> and like, here's, the, snubbed him, excuse me, not snuffed. He's alive. Um, <laughs> can you imagine if it was a Mario <laughs> snuff film? <laughs> very weird. Tonally. All right. So he's like, he's very good at doing the Mario thing, right? I'm not trying to like say that he's not because he's great at doing that. And he is clearly created a voice for this character. Is that the voice we want? For an hour and a half long movie, where this guy's gonna talk a lot, according to Miyamoto, <laughs> like you know what I mean, like I like he does a really good job doing that voice, but I think hearing that for an hour and a half is would be a lot. Wah, 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 wah. So I'm just saying, throw it to Troy Baker, throw it to Laura Bailey. They got it. Uh, the, the, their voices combined will create Mario. I, I <laughs> wouldn't that be weird if he talked and like two voices came out of him at the same time? Yeah, like I mean, yeah. Like a demon, but it would be like right. Halloween. It would just be right. It would be right. Oh, I like how you tied it back to Halloween. Full circle. Yes. Full circle. Mario is my sleep paralysis demon. Uh, thanks oh for listening God, to our that's... show. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's like a creepy pasta, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. But, um, what's your favorite creepy pasta sauce? Mine is uh, vodka sauce. Is that like specifically a uh, creepy? I had vodka sauce yesterday. So it's the best. It's the best pasta sauce, and I think it would pair well with good. creepy pasta. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, or a, tor- a nice tortellini. Um, That's not a sauce, is it? No, it's a, it's a type of pasta. Ah, tortellini? Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like stuffed with cheese and like spinach and like meat. It's very good. Uh, the oh, hell was I talking about? Uh, oh, thanks for listening to our, t- or not TV show, our podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're excited to announce we have a TV show. <laughs> it's uh, going to be on... Um, Streaming on Hulu. Yeah, and then we're also, we were going to do Quibi, but... <laughs> yeah, they just didn't work out. <laughs> They, yeah, that was that was not us thing. It was a damn thing. But hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you have any thoughts about Halloween games slash scary games slash uh, Halo Infinite slash Haunted Chocolatier slash Game Pass slash GTA Uncharted Guardians of the Galaxy, any of that stuff, Free Guy, Death Loop, we would love to hear about it. <laughs> I, I, on Twitter, you can find us on uh, at Hitbox Pod, or you can send us an email at Hitbox Official Podcast at Gmail com hey always remember old games are old we'll catch you next time bye bye I'll stop recording. <laughs> <laughs>